Good day. Hello, everybody out there in the hazmat podcast land. Uh, question for you. Do you guys want to level up your training game? Of course they do. They want to come and see our customized training programs designed to unlock your team's full potential. Yep. It's all about that delivery experience. We're not just talking about plain old training. We're talking about engaging, hands-on, not boring, the best uh, uh, instructors, the best equipment, which, you know, definitely not us. No, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of partnerships. We got a lot of training equipment, technologies, opportunities. That list is growing day by day. And uh, our instructors are the best. Like Mike said, um, we're not hiring the B team. So transform your uh your team's potential transform their abilities uh, allow them to be the absolute best that they can possibly be level up your team if you want to find out more head over to the hazmatguys.com slash hire us and reserve your spot and start your transformational training experience today exactly and now conferences and i was i just spent almost two hours of my day putting together all the conference stuff that's going on. And there's a lot that's <laughs> going lot. on. There's a lot. Uh, Cause every conference sends you like three or four different things. And if you miss a schedule and a date, it's like, Oh, and they're, they're a pain in the ass. I'm going to just put it out. Like <laughs> they do pretty well, they, they do they, pretty well, but they are, are a pain in the others. ass. They are a pain some are better than others. There's, there's, a, there's some, some send you too much email. Some send you nothing. Some send, but I, you know, the ones that we're going to specifically as for this uh, date of recording, which is um, Valentine's Day, is we're recording on. Uh, Happy next Valentine's up, Day, Bob. <laughs> thank you. Is <laughs> this weekend is New York State, um, and then we have Wamer, New England, Omra, which is Ontario, Michigan, Cold Zone, South Carolina, Oklahoma. Oregon, Baltimore, and possibly Virginia. We haven't firmed that one up yet. So a lot of stuff. And then uh, in a week, actually next week, we will be in uh, San Diego doing Battery Destroyers Club Part 2. Me and the yes. Trav. Yes, indeed. You guys are going to be blowing stuff up with a whole bunch of three-letter agencies right next to your side. Um, yep. So it's uh, it's going to be good time. We'll, we'll and we will just like we did for the original battery destroyers. We will turn around and we will make sure that uh, the information, the videos, the things that we learned, we're going to wrap it up into a uh, a nice little show and hand it out to the community. And finally, before we get into this, uh, the final episode of this uh, ridiculous long thing uh, is the after action report. Um, Rick Emery was on recently, the mm -hmm. February of 2024 and rave reviews, a lot of pictures. Uh, I think that's the mode we're going to go with. We'd like to hear your feedback. So if you have anything you want to say or see in this thing, uh, let us know. Yeah, we um, loved the the pictures turned out phenomenal. Even I was great. thought it was, it was it was so much more engaging. You're like, oh my god, look at that! Like you know, you're you're making fun of how young they looked, and you know, yeah. <laughs> asking them if that was like the time that they had to stay still for like thirty minutes when they took the picture. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, this this we're gonna try to do the first Wednesday of every month, March sixth, nineteen thirty hours Eastern Standard Time, long format uh we're gonna kind of cap it at two hours i think that's the sweet spot it is free the next guest will be phil mcardle of fdny hazmat one charter member um fame and the comments are on so come and interact and get get in with him he's got a ton he's already started sending me pictures 
Oh, good. He's going to be good. Good, good, good. And then last but, last but not least, the happy hour at the last Thursday of the oh, month. Yeah. Uh, make sure you jump on. Uh, come with us. It is a different format than anything else that we do because it is completely unrecorded. That means what you see there, what you hear there, what you say there, when it when we, it stays there, which is great for, you know, those kind of uncomfortable questions that nobody wants to put out into the community. Uh, and I can assure you there have been plenty of times where people have asked questions we didn't know. So we put it out to the community and then got back to them with answers uh, because, you know, some things can be a little sensitive and nobody wants to make their department look bad or anything like that. So it's a great place to go to kind of get some some uh, private conversations with other people within the community, should I say. I love it. So um, getting into uh, the final two of our psychological hurdles for the hazmat tech um, feels like it's forever. It's actually it, over a month. It has of recording, been. but these are it's, really great. I certainly I really hope I really hope that the, that the people who listen to the show are actually listening to these because they will make such a difference in how your team operates, whether you're a busy team or a slow team, even in your own personal life. If you can start to identify these biases, they don't just affect the hazmat community. They can literally affect every aspect of your life, whether it's, you know, business, the firehouse, home life, making decisions just in general these are the the roadblocks that get in our way yes so the next one number nine is going to be the anchoring effect now the anchoring effect is a cognitive bias which we've kind of started figuring out is something that's locked in your head where initial information overly influences your decision so the early get is the um is the lingering thought that stays in the back of your head I've been susceptible to this a couple of times because like, uh, you know, I knew a guy that was a, a politician and the, the running joke was be the last guy to talk to him because whoever's the last guy is where the <laughs> vote goes to. <laughs> really? So he was the opposite of okay. this. Uh, this is one of those guys, the first guy, the first imprint of information that's thrown into the, his head or her head is what they're going to be using as the benchmark going forward. That's that it's rough. I've actually seen this happen quite a few times. This is the danger. Uh, we see this in the fire service too. hazmat is, is no difference. This is the danger in take in. If you take dispatch information and you take it for concrete, that's what you're rolling in on. Then you are a victim of the anchoring effect because then the information that dispatch puts out could be wrong it gets lodged in your brain and that's the direction that you tend to travel when you take this and you also couple it with things like confirmation bias you can start to understand how these different um these these different uh, i don't want to call them fallacies but i guess they are fallacies they start to stack on top of each other and they work with each other so you know you get initial information and the even if things change you don't veer from that original thought process. Uh, examples of this, although <clears throat> not a lot of us experience this because we are in the civil service community, 
is salary negotiations, where the initial salary offer is kind of a baseline that influences a, a final agreement. You see this a lot if you ever you know are in a job interview and they go, "Hey, how much did you make in your last job?" And you're like, "Well, I made fifty grand." And they're like, "Okay, great, fifty grand it is for us." And you're like, "Whoa, right. <laughs> that's not what <laughs> I'm looking for. Not exactly <laughs> what I was thinking here." <laughs> yeah, or even like when you go in to buy a house. If anybody has gone do, to do that, uh, you know, you, you you see the listing price, and that shapes your value perception on that whole genre or and i think this is a little bit more applicable to everybody out there is the social perception like first impressions mm. I, I make the joke in one of the classes is like when you went out with your wife for the first time you didn't go on it you set your best representative on it yes yes right? and oh so my... the first impression is an overall is... judgment my sister has a meme and it is the the trojan horse at the gates and it's the, the guy inside and the guy inside has got a label that says dark humor right and then the the trojan horse on the outside is seems like a normal person you know and it's it's kind of like this idea that like you know you you, you you can't let people know your dark humor until they get to know you first right like that's yes. that's that's a big thing i don't think uh, i don't think yeah <laughs> um we, we see this in in shopping as well right there's a uh, look at 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 Brett. I guess I can't mention the, the the departments, but there are department stores out there that will inflate their prices, and then everything is on sale for thirty percent. And you get to the register, and you check out, and they're like, "Just to let you know, you saved over three hundred dollars." And you're like, "Bullshit! Oh. I saved three hundred dollars. You <laughs> jacked it up three hundred dollars, and they gave me three hundred dollars off. So I walk out here feeling like I I I saved money." Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so to counteract this thing as as in typical fashion in the last couple episodes is how do you get around this? And you've heard this on basically every single one. So we're not going to hit this into the wall is awareness. The fact that you're listening to this, the fact that you're even going, yeah, I know you're talking about it. And the first impression one's kind of like everybody's dealt with this. Educating yourself about that anchoring effect will promote the recognition of it. and. I don't know. I won't say that it should be muted. It should just be part of the landscape where you can recognize there's a tree out there. Right. Cool. I got right. it. Yeah. But wait a second. I'm on the water. There can't be a tree out <laughs> there. Maybe you're not on the water. <laughs> Ah, right. Good move. Ah. Which comes from diversifying the information that you're gathering. Come from different points of views, different thought processes. You know, we, we often say in that hazmat huddle, hear everybody's perspective, hear the plumber, hear the chemist, hear the electrician, hear the guy that's great with tools, hear the guy that's great with gathering information. They all are going to have a different point of view in how something can both operate, uh, how something can get done. And also when you're turning around and you're predicting behavior, uh, it's good to get these different experiences and it helps to counteract that idea of, okay, I have this thought process. I'm going to move forward this way no matter what. Uh, one other one is... Being deliberate, and this can be applied to almost every one of these things, but take a second to just think about the situation. You know, instead of, I, I know we're all in that, like that alpha, quick, let's make a decision, even if it's wrong, and we'll just reconnect and all that stuff like that. But taking a tick and just saying, reflect on this before I start spitting stuff out of my mouth is an important thing. I, I, try to do this not successfully all the time 
Yeah, uh, and that sometimes comes down to ego, right? We have to, we have to, um, we have to allow ourselves to to know that we were wrong at first. And I think that's where a lot of the anchoring stuff comes from, right? Is that, and a lot of these biases come from, well, I don't want to be wrong. I'm going to look weak if I'm wrong. I'm going to look incorrect if I'm wrong. How are people going to perceive me when I'm wrong? So if you can kind of set your ego aside or, or anchor it down so that it can accept independent analysis and research and other things and be okay with the fact that a thought process is at a constantly evolving situation and when you get new information it's okay to realize ah i was incorrect in my initial assessment yeah and and that's i will say that plays into i'm going to say the next two uh, one thing that specifically you said is is current data is question the basis and implication of that first received information right so i get the first whether it be uh, the initial ticket dispatcher type uh, enunciation or my first impression on scene, question the basis. Am I getting the right information? Is it right? Am I seeing things wrong? Uh, do I have to take off my sunglasses at night? Yeah. <laughs> Am I seeing everything clearly? Like, yeah. The, this next one, um, the idea of promoting group debate. Uh, we do this in the the podcast company qu quite a bit. Uh, we will we will somebody will have a great idea, and we'll turn around and go. Okay, Bob, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a minute, mm -hmm. and then I purposefully take the other side, and I try to I try to attack the thought process and the idea um, to see if it's a sound idea. And sometimes our ideas hold steady, and sometimes they fall apart, and it develops a whole new idea and a new game plan. But that can't happen unless the ability to debate is promoted at every level of your organization. Right. And that's the counter anchoring tactic, which is kind of like. Just uh, guys, you I, we, we say this almost on all the shows is like you should be prepared if you if you feel like you're good, be prepared to have Swiss cheese skin. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, you're going to like when you should whistle when you walk through a windstorm. Yeah. Like, and you should be OK having holes poked in everything that you do, because you should be. And and if your argument falls apart, then that's a win, too, because then you're no longer on the wrong track. Like, guys, it all of these things. When you find out that you were wrong and you find out that you had fallen into these fallacies, it's only a win win. It's it's a win win in every absolute situation. Uh, and then finally, you know, consult experts, uh, consult other people, even outside of the field. When you're on uh, take, <laughs> take their do your own research with what people say, because I can tell you, even though I just said do the experts, there have been a number of times that SMEs, quote unquote, I'll do a little like finger quotes. Uh, they come on scene and they're the expert and they know everything. And right off the bat, they start spewing the wrong stuff and you're like oh, okay there's no way i'm taking anything this guy says seriously because he doesn't <laughs> even know you know for example w what battery chemistry we're dealing with i'm thinking of a specific situation in my head mm. uh so you know like yes listen to them but please for god's sakes don't just think anybody that walks on scene that says they're an expert actually knows what they're talking about which 
If you do and you go down their path blindly, you are then falling into the anchoring fallacy in which we're talking about to try to get you to not do it. Yep. All right. Take us to the next one. The final hurdle. All right. The last one. Number 10, the false consensus consensus effect. Now, this can come into play hugely with hazmat because we talk about the hazmat huddle. All right. So it's a cognitive bias where people overestimate how much other people share their beliefs and opinions. Right. It's it's basically putting a tremendous amount of weight on the fact that people say things because you're like, well, if it wasn't true, then they wouldn't be saying it. So, you know, this this the idea of the hazmat huddle can go and it can it can help balance out other cognitive biases. But if you're not careful and you're not very particular as far as how you accept that information, how you process that information, how you challenge the information, you can come into this idea where, oh, everybody said this. Maybe it's true. Right. And I'll give you a great we have four different examples of of like kind of where this you might see this and this first one is like a mic drop one social media social media is like oh everybody believes my person especially with politics and stuff like that the echo chambers of people smelling their own farts is insane and then telling each other that the farts smell great it's so like, great. oh, my God, this is, this is phenomenal. That's right. Yeah. I think there was a comedian who was like, the, the greatest danger to the Internet is that you can have a stupid idea. And in the past, you couldn't find any other idiot in the world, you know, just by going yep. to the supermarket, going to work, who believed what you believed. And now all of a sudden, you've got a whole form of other idiots just like you who believe the same you're like, thing. You're like, everybody thinks like this. <laughs> no. It's, and this, this spills into the workplace. Like, like Mike was saying, like, if you have a hazmat huddle and you throw out an idea and and people out of politeness, out of courtesy, give you that subtle. Mm, yeah, that's that's the ticket, kid. Keep it going. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm on the right track here. Yeah, we see these in 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 little things, little things that drive me absolutely nuts as an instructor and a teacher. For example, when you have a PowerPoint presentation that starts and the PowerPoint presentation starts with. The enabling objectives, what you're going to learn in this course. This has been like some kind of stupid ass standard. I think the military started. I'm not quite sure. But this has been like the accepted practice to to start and engage in a class. And it is absolutely awful. But yet, if you don't do it, everybody's all up in arms. They're like, it's kind of like, like, let me take the air out of these tires before we go for this ride. Right, right. I want a nice bumpy ride. Like, let's put you know what? I want everyone to stay awake so here's some muscle relaxers just to kind of get you going (laughs) yeah you can absolutely just uh, this all right another way that this lands into let's the, the firehouse right that concept of hey how can we use this tool well we've always used this tool it's right along that same principle yeah, and even fashion, like people think, oh, this nose ring with the uh, and my arm, <laughs> like my green hair, and this like looks great. This back tattoo looks amazing, and then you're like, no, it doesn't. So yeah. be careful of the false consensus. You, you, your, your biggest, your biggest fan crowd is in your head. All right, we are not going to see too many differences uh, no. between this and the other ways that we approach 
the uh, the 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 walls or the mitigation techniques for uh, for trying to push back against this. Uh, diversify your opinion engagement. Okay, uh, talk to different people. Again, we are bringing in different information. We don't want to come to a conclusion until we hear as many different points of view as possible. This can't be stressed enough. And oddly enough, it's mentioned. Oh, I think we've done what ten of these. I think out of the ten, nine of them are Not diversify that information that is coming into your direction. This is an interesting one. And it's, it's maybe it's said a little differently is use surveys and polling, meaning like, you know, your data collection tools for a broader understanding of public opinion. Um, ask for feedback, get we, the head nods or the or the, uh, the shakes or whatever it might be. We did this with training. Yeah. Right. We walked in and we were like, OK, we're going to start making courses that everybody wants. And then we sat and we go, well, how do we know everybody wants them? Like, we're just assuming that that's what people want. So we literally put out a survey to be like, hey, guys, what do you want to be trained on? And there were some surprising results that that we were like, huh, didn't think people were going to go in that direction. So, yeah, um, the that whole concept of survey is is really, really important. Uh, being self-reflective, right? Regularly assessing your own personal assumptions and your own beliefs, whether it's in your personal life or even in your hazmat life. If you can remember that you know that you don't know, that you don't know something, this becomes <laughs> a lot easier to open up and go, my assumptions could be wrong. Uh, hazmat, I do this in every freaking class. I turn around and I go, what is the chemical and physical property of chlorine? And somebody raises their hand and one person will go solid. Another person goes liquid and another person goes a gas. And I go, that doesn't make sense. You can't have like, you need to prove, you know, you guys need to figure out which one is which. And they start arguing back and forth and they, oh, the, and I like, okay, well, why do you say that? Well, because the stuff I get from my pool is in a solid form. And I go, okay, great. And then boom, right there, I'd say, you just brought in a personal assumption into hazmat. Stop bringing in assumptions and start actually finding the evidence before you draw a conclusion. Sorry. I like rant. that. That's <laughs> so, so my little, my little angry rant. <laughs> and another one we've said this before is open mindfulness of promotion, like be in an environment that values diverse perspectives. And I think this is a setup from the bottom up and a top down. You have to get that. Um, that workplace where it fosters positive promotion of this. Yeah. And in that promotion, right, that inclusivity discussion, you have to be open. You have to allow everybody to converse. Um, you have to have information in that huddle that is data driven in its decision making. And you all have to be extremely active listeners and active listening means that you are not just hearing what they're saying, you're understanding what they're saying and in kind of like that, that that the new world of of active listening, you do want to repeat back what you think you heard. That is a critical part of active listening. If Bob comes up and he's like, "Yeah, I, I think this is going to do this," and I repeat back and I paraphrase what he what I think he said to me, he's going to know that I'm on the same page with him, and I'm going to know we're both on the same page. So that's that's super important as well. I like it, and then. Diversify, we've said this before, is that make your personal experience with different cultures and communities that expands your whole ability 
in order to uh, to see and promote on this thing and then get your feedback solicitation look for critiques yeah. go don't wait for them to be inbound like there's very few guys out there that would be like hey kid come here let me tell you why you screwed up <laughs> right you know you, you seriously should be going all right mike did i how was yeah. that is that no is that not good like be outbound on that yeah we still get phone calls from guys in the company who call up and they go this is what i did this is what happened could i have done better and i love those phone calls it, it's so nice to know that people are are not just going no what i did was perfect go screw yourself and the number one thing to combat all of these biases every single top one that we talked about is having us come do your training and instructing because we add every single one of these fallacies into our training. When we do tabletops, when we talk, when we pick apart the answers to your questions, which drives some students absolutely nuts, we are making sure that you, these fallacies, that the, the mitigation techniques for these fallacies are being implanted into your students as we teach. Which brings us to our final ad. Industrial Emergency Council is a nonprofit led by experts providing diverse emergency response training for 40 plus years, collaborating with fire departments, police, uh, public agencies, military and private sectors. Check them out at IECtraining.org or call 650-508-9008. And as promised, you guys, because you're stuck with us for all 10 um, episodes, you guys get a special prize. Use the promo code 